Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hello, Frisco friends. This is Rick Rogers, owner of the Frisco Enterprise and Star Local Media. And you're listening to the Focus on Frisco podcast, powered by the Star Local Media Podcast Network. And I have two amazing guests with me today. One is part of the Frisco Enterprise family. You have read her byline almost every Sunday, multiple times. That's Audrey Henvey, reporter for the Frisco Enterprise. Hey, Audrey. Hey, how you doing? I am doing great. And our special guest today is Scott Stewart who is the director of operations for the community park at Hall Park, which is going to be an amazing new feature within Frisco, a great thing for the Frisco residents. And Scott, thank you for joining us today. Well, I appreciate being here. Thank you. Well, we want to talk to you today about the community park that is coming to Hall Park. But first, why don't we talk a little bit about who Scott Stewart is? That's a fair place to start. All right. Yeah. Um, so I am uh, not a Texas native. I am uh, just recently in from Chicago, actually. Illinois native, born and raised, uh, but a Chicago um, transplant. Uh, while I was in Chicago, I was running Millennium Park. So if you've ever seen a picture of Chicago in a travel magazine, or if you've ever really sort of, you know, looked on the website and just, you know, looked on uh, Google and just said, travel to Chicago. The big shiny bean shows up. First. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cloudgate. Now that I'm no longer on the payroll, I can call it the bean. Used to only be able to call it Cloudgate. Is that the official title That's of the, the piece? the official title. That's Anish Kapoor's name for the piece is Cloudgate. I didn't know that. Yeah. Not many people do. I did know it as the bean. Everyone knows it as the bean. So uh, but while I was in Chicago, that was my park, Millennium Park. So I was operating Millennium Park. I was running Millennium Park. 20 million visitors a year. One of the top tourist attractions in in certainly in the midwestern u.s and certainly in the in the u.s as a whole it's amazing every time i went to chicago for business travel but you know prior to buying the enterprise it was a must visit no oh, question it, it absolutely is it absolutely is and that that artwork anish kapoor's cloud gate the bean that is really iconic that is what's really made that park that's the definition of of you know your trip to Chicago, your your evidence is your Instagram selfie in Cloudgate, you know, with Cloudgate in the background. So that's where I'm hailing from. Now the question that most often ask, and, and Audrey and I've had this conversation, why in the world are you now in Frisco, Texas, after Chicago and Millennium Park? Like why? What what happened? What are you running from? Are you running from the government or are you <laughs> you 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 did something? No, no, nothing. Nothing that entertaining. Maybe high taxes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> there, there might be a few little things there. Uh but no, nothing too nefarious by any means. Um I'm here in uh, in Frisco in North Texas um as uh, as you said I am uh, going to be building and we will be operating this new community park that will exist in Hall Park. Uh those of you who may have driven past Hall Park you've seen the construction going on the two buildings rising out of the ground there right up the middle of those buildings sort of in line with the star 
that's going to be about a seven acre arts centric community park community space and that is what we that is what i and the team i am building that is what we are going to be doing is uh operating and maintaining and most importantly programming activating those seven acres uh for yes the people of frisco yes the the entire community of north texas you know hall park for a lot of frisco residents is already a destination for art there's art sculptures you know obviously all throughout the complex i've taken i have two daughters i've taken many a prom photo in that park and in the hall park area as i think most frisco families do i've I've seen quite a few already absolutely so this is going to be an extension of what's already an amazing complex and an amazing tribute to to art in the region you know right now it it really is it really is it and i think the best way to think about the redevelopment because it's not really development it is redevelopment of an existing development best way to think about it is this is 2.0 this is taking the lessons that we've learned that the hall group has learned that frisco has learned from the first iteration of hall park and taking it to a level that really it's almost hard to articulate what the experience will be like while you're in this new space It is going to be artful it is going to be active it is going to be community enhanced community focused community programmed that's fantastic. I know you and I met on a trip to Cary, North Carolina. Yes, uh, thanks to our leadership exchange, thanks to the Frisco Chamber. Yeah. Um, you know, it was so cool once everyone realized who you were and where you hailed from. The entire <laughs> element of the room changed. We all got so excited. And we could all see your wheels turning as we went to those different sites around Cary. Can you tell me about how that trip kind of, you know, that was your first day on the job was in Cary. How did that kind of impact how you're approaching this job now? Yeah, that's actually a good point. That was my very first day. In fact, my first day got moved up so I could participate in that trip. I quite literally had been in town less than a week and then was asked to go with the, the Frisco Chamber of Commerce to, on a leadership exchange group trip to, to Cary, North Carolina with a bunch of business and community leaders that I'd never met before. No idea. I wander into Love Field Airport with uh, a bunch of pictures of people on a on a sheet of paper, and I'm starting to look for the Frisco group and, and found everybody, and we had a wonderful, well, it was a wonderful trip. It was fantastic. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. My wheels, I mean, I'm a park person, so I can't help but anytime I'm in a space be thinking, what can I steal from here? What can I borrow? What can I use? Um, and yeah, my wheels were turning 1,000 miles an hour on that trip. There were some of the community theaters, some of the amphitheater spaces that we saw. They were, um, you know, sort of very much in line with the vision that we have for a large performance lawn and a large performance space in our park here in Frisco. And so, yes, my wheels were turning looking at how they did no fixed seats. It was all lawn seating and open seating, you know, and things like little things like that enhance the family value of the space. So there's not fixed seats. You can bring your family, you can come, spread your blanket out, get a picnic lunch, take in a concert, a film, whatever that might be. So the little ideas like that, you know, that I had seen versions of, we've done versions of in Chicago, saw how it worked on a different scale in Cary, and I think Cary was a really good analogy for, uh, or a very good analog for, uh, for Frisco, for the size of, of community. 
Can you talk to me a bit about that importance of that programming element, taking a park beyond just the static structures that are there and really adding to it in, in kind of an extra way? Absol no, absolutely. And that's what makes a park. You know, I'm, I'm a park person. So this is what makes a park come alive is the programming. You can have the most beautifully designed buildings and architecture. You can have world-renowned art in your park. Uh, if it isn't an active space, if it isn't programmed thoughtfully with community input, um, it really is just a, might as well just be a big open green field. Uh, that's what, that this park in, in Hall Park, the community park, is going to be very much built on this idea of community programming. So one of the steps we are taking right now is we uh, are getting ready to reach out to the community to begin a community engagement process. And that is going to, that is going to engage not only the Frisco community, but really communities throughout North Texas. Uh, so my vision is that, yes, this park exists in Frisco. Yes, this park is going to be a Frisco asset. This is also going to be a destination for everyone throughout North Texas to come to Frisco. So Frisco becomes a destination for everyone in North Texas. You don't want to drive to Dallas. You can get the same experience in, in arts and culture programming at this new park in Frisco. Uh, so we're getting ready to reach out and begin to engage the North Texas community in really asking those questions about what does what does art in a park mean to you? What does performance? What does music? What what makes North Texas North Texas? And how do we reflect that in the park so that every single person that comes to this park, be them like me, a brand new transplant to the area, or someone who has lived here from day one, who is a North Texas native. They can see a piece of themselves, they can see a piece of their family, their history, their heritage, their background reflected in an activity, in a program, in a concert, in a film, in something that we're actively doing in that park. That's how you make a park a community park. They see, community members see themselves, their families in that park. This was your role at Millennium Park. You know, what were some of those programs that y'all, um, that you were in charge of helping bring that you were really proud of over at Millennium Park? Yeah, so Millennium Park, uh, you know, obviously uh, we have a we had a limited programming season in Millennium Park because we, we only had warm weather to work with. We do get winters in Chicago. So uh, that's one thing I'm actually really happy and excited about. You're going to miss the Lake Michigan, you know, the snow off the lake, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As, as I've often said, I'm going to miss February because February is the best time to be in Chicago. Absolutely. You know, shorts, T-shirts, go to the beach at the lake, you know, yeah, oh, wonderful, wonderful. You know, shovel your way through the snow to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it happens here sometimes. We had some snow in, uh, I think, February this year. February so, yeah, summer. you may not be, you're not totally safe. Just to warn you. Well, I, I don't know, at least for initially, I don't know if I'm going to call what you all get snow. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, some of, some of those programs. So we had warm season programming to work with in in, uh, in Chicago. And, you know, some of the things that I'm, I think I'm most proud of programmatically in, in Chicago is part of a, partly our music festivals. Um, so there's Jazz Fest, Gospel Fest, Blues Fest, and House Music Festival. And all of, all of those music genres trace a component of their history, of their formation, of their maturation to areas and neighborhoods in Chicago. So they all have a Chicago connection. Gospel, blues, jazz, house music. 
they all have a, a real home and an identity in Chicago. And we were able to bring to Millennium Park some of the world-renowned artists and performers in each of those genres, but then also, and I think most importantly, we were able to focus on those homegrown local artists, performers, and acts, and really draw attention to Chicago's connection, Chicago's history with those huge and important musical genres. The same thing I envision for, for this park in Frisco. And one of the reasons we're doing community engagement uh, around programming is to ask the question, what music, for example, makes North Texas, North Texas? What, um, you know, what are those connections to big genres? What uh, do we want to see reflected uh, when people from potentially all over the world don't want to raise the bar too high, but maybe all over the world come to this park to experience um you know, a, um, you know a, a music festival that is North Texas specific. What message do we want them to take away and then share with their friends and family about this cool music festival, this cool dance festival, this cool whatever festival that we experienced in this really amazing art-centric park with these very awesome architecturally interesting buildings surrounding us in in frisco texas and that's how you make that park and that's how my vision is to make this park obviously an active programmed engaged space but then also really a destination uh, and and when we're able to turn the corner on that and be able to plant the flag and say you know this park has become a destination now not just for people in north texas but from everywhere I, that's really that's game changing that's monumental uh and and that's my goal it does seem that a park can bring a community together. You think of Central Park, obviously, in New York City, mm -hmm. Millennium Park in mm -hmm. Chicago. Um, I'm originally from St. Louis, where Forest Park, which yep. is the largest park west of the Mississippi in terms of land, is the is the you know really the hub of activity in, in St. Louis. You know, the idea here is that this park could be what brings Frisco and North Texas together, and. You know, just talk a little bit about, you mentioned that it, you know, connecting with the star. So you have the star, which is this incredible sports and entertainment, entertainment district, obviously mm -hmm. Cowboys branded, Cowboys headquarters, having now this park connect Hall Park with the star. There's a walkability factor. I think that's going to be part of this. Just how, talk a little bit about, you know, the importance of bringing the two together into this, you know, really great destination. Well, no, and you, you're, you're right on the track there of this idea of destination. So what we want to create, and I use we in sort of the royalist we sense, and I'm thinking of, yes, this community park and hall park. I'm thinking of the star. I'm thinking of Frisco. I'm thinking of... Uh, the Stonebriar shopping area that's adjacent just across the tollway there from Hall Park. And, and I'm thinking of that whole area, that whole small region. We collectively want to create a destination, a location, so that families, multi-generational families, can come and they find something to enjoy. So, sure, the, the kids may not be terribly interested in going on the North Texas Sculpture Walk through Hall Park and taking a look at all of those public art elements and maybe participating in, uh, in uh, some uh, you know, arts education program, drop-in arts education program that we have going on in the park. 
but maybe the parents or grandparents are. Or maybe it's reverse. Maybe parents and grandparents aren't interested and the kids are. Uh, but then someone, then they can go across the street, grab a bite to eat over at the star and, you know, go, you know, run around and play on the, on the field over at the star, you know, and they have, they're making a memory there. They're making a memory at this park. Um, it's, that's, that's the goal is to create sort of that, that, uh, that connection so that we have this mutually supportive destination. We're not competing with one another for visitors. It's all about mutual support for really bringing recognition and elevating um, elevating the reputation of, of North Texas. What are some of the biggest questions you're getting from people right now about your job and how you're, you know, what you're going to be doing? Besides when it's going to open. Yeah. 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 I'm <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah. Biggest question is when it's going to open. And, and all I'm saying on that is eh, about 14 months. Um, yeah, so about 14 months. We're shooting for opening, just get this one out of the way, fall of 2023. Uh, assuming the world doesn't take any major left-hand turns. It's pretty close for someone who's getting ready to program it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, we have a very truncated timeline to make all of this happen. We will absolutely make it happen. Uh, some of the other questions I've been getting really are around who is who's, whose park is this? It's in Hall Park. Is it Hall? Is it a Craig Hall Park? Is it a Hall Park Park? Is it what? Hmm. Uh, and it's actually very interesting. It's a public-private partnership. It is a partnership among three main players. City of Frisco, Hall Group and Hall Park, and Communities Foundation of Texas. And through Communities Foundation of Texas, the organization that I'm directly responsible for, known as Frisco Park Foundation. So we are the nonprofit entity that is going to be raising the money to operate this park, to operate, maintain, and activate this seven-acre park. The park itself is actually, once it's complete, going to become a city property. So Hall Group is donating that land back to the city, so it becomes a city asset. This is truly a public park. This isn't a private park that's hiding and playing as a public park. This is truly a public asset. Yeah, and that's important information, I think, for the public to know. I'm really glad you're sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is really a public asset. And that's that's a drum I keep beating uh, because it's so ob it's so easy to just assume, oh, it's in Hall Park. It's got, obviously it's like this private park for the residents, for the tenants, for the businesses of Hall Park, and maybe occasionally the public can use it. No, not at all. It's actually it's actually the reverse. Yes, some of my audiences are definitely the tenants in Hall Park, some of those businesses. But my first and foremost, my primary audience is the community, the public of North Texas. And so explaining that has been. And yeah, so explaining that has been has been one of the more common questions, you know, and then also, the, you know, that usually is followed by, well, how how is it being paid for? Who's paying for it? Actually, it's all being paid for construction and operation through the nonprofit. OK, so there are not city funds coming to fun, to to the operation of this this park. So it's a city asset. It's open to the public. The public gets all of the benefit. End of the day, the public gets the win. It's like kind of the way I always like to think of it, but the public isn't paying for it. It's really this wonderful amenity that the, the people of Frisco, the people of North Texas have. 
So we have about 10 minutes left. And so I would love to ask the question of what has been your first impression now that you've been in Frisco for a few months? What's what's your impression of Frisco, Texas? Are you sure you want to ask? No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> just kidding. I imagine I, I might know a little bit of how you feel, but you know, what are you thinking? I, I have to say Frisco, really the entire area has felt more like home than, um, than I was expecting. Um, Frisco is the biggest small town I have ever been in, it feels like. You know, Ch- Chicago's a city of neighborhoods. Um, well, when back up even further, I grew up in a really small town, like, you know, a thousand people. You know? Really? Yeah, you know, a couple of stop signs. That was, that was where I grew up in central Illinois. And so I'm very aware of and accustomed to the, the small town vibe. Chicago was and very much known as the city of neighborhoods. It is one city. However, it is distinctly 77 neighborhoods. And um, neighborhood pride in Chicago is as strong as small town pride is to, to, uh, to those smaller areas. One of the things I have found and, and that I absolutely love uh, about Frisco, about, you know, really every town that I have I've visited, I've, I've tromped around in, is that it's, it has all a big city aspiration and a want but it wants to keep its small town vibe and that's awesome that is phenomenal and that's something you know i I think in terms of the park that we can build off of that we can program around um these sort of big aspirations that we we want to do these things uh that are big and bold and exciting and our risk tolerance is very high but we also know and we want to value and keep we're a small town. We're a community uh, with our own distinctiveness, and um, you know, I just think that's that's felt very hometown to me in a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, my family. We've lived here for eleven years. We moved here from Missouri. We moved from a town of twelve thousand in southwest Missouri. I grew up in St. Louis, and it's really been the eleven years that we've been here. When we first moved here, there was about one hundred and ten thousand residents. Now there's double that. And, you know, much of what you see, the star did not exist. Uh, Legacy West, which is on the Plano side, but did not exist. And, you know, the growth, the PGA obviously wasn't mm-hmm. happening. It's amazing to see what a city can do with great leadership and a vision in 10 years time. And now what we're talking about today is going to be involved in the next 10 years of growth with the community park. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's one of the things that... Uh, that really sort of sold me on the idea of coming to uh, coming to Frisco, coming to North Texas. Um, you know, I had a lot of a lot of people as I was as I was thinking about leaving Chicago. Had a lot of people being like, "Why? Where? What are you doing?" <laughs> and you know, I talked to people like you know some of the the city council members here in in Frisco. I talked to people like Craig Hall. I talked to some of the people at Communities Foundation of Texas who who work and live in these in in you know. Fresco and Plano, and the the excitement, the 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 energy, um, the vision for what um, they all collectively want this area to be. I, that's hard to say no to. It's just it's just so refreshing and so exciting. And I will also say, you all have some of the nicest roads I've ever experienced. Now, coming from Chicago, coming off a of winter in Chicago, 
where potholes are king, and that usually means two or three trips to the tire shop uh, every spring, you all have some of the nicest roads I've ever seen. It's amazing. It was one of my big first impressions, too, when we moved here 11 years ago, was, man, this is so smooth driving right? around Frisco, right? And wow, there's three lane roads each direction. What is this? Right? You know, I yeah. mean, it is crazy. And, um, you know, it's... I think it's easy for people who have lived here, whether it's been five years, 10 years, 15, 20, to, you know, maybe take Frisco a little bit for granted. But my folks came to visit from St. Louis this weekend. And my dad, just every time we were driving around around the city, is like, there's a crane. What's that? That's new since the last time we were here six months ago. How are all these restaurants, you know, so busy? I mean, he just, the growth and the, just the the business atmosphere he it just blows his mind and i think it's easy for us who live here to kind of just take it for granted but you know i mean the city is just on the grow and always is audrey what do you think i think it's fantastic that every you know the, the answers you've given us have really shown me i didn't think about how much of this job is identity building and that's really what you get to do here is help frisco define its identity and then celebrate it in such a cool way so I'm excited to see what happens. It's going to be very cool to see how this process transforms. Yeah, it, it really is going to be a, I mean, certainly for me, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm a staff of one right now, and we're making this park happen. And construction has started on the park. And we're, you know, beginning a fundraising push. We're beginning to do the community engagement, as I said, to, to inform the programming. Uh, we're going to be ramping up all of these things very quickly but very thoughtfully, you know, that that's the important part is it needs to be genuine and thoughtful. Uh, so it's going to happen quickly. So that makes it very exciting, but it is going to be very thoughtful, genuine, and it's going to be Frisco. This isn't going to be, you know, a photocopy of a Chicago park or a St. Louis park or anything. This is a Frisco park. This is a North Texas park. This is, this is, this is the, you know, the identity of that space. The question is, how do we build that? identity? How do we get to that? Do you want to talk a little bit about the event that you all attended last evening? That'd be fantastic. A Community Foundation of Texas held a great event over um, in Legacy West in Plano mm -hmm. last night, and it was a celebration of the Collin County offices. Can you tell us what the Collin County offices are up to and, and what that celebration was all about? Yeah, absolutely. That was a wonderful little celebration uh, there uh, last night. Yeah, the Collin County Office uh, for Communities Foundation of Texas is celebrating roughly five or so years in operation and really in engagement of the Collin County community around uh, accessing philanthropic power in the community, in the county. Uh, so uh, we have a wonderful, uh, actually for about five years, we really had one staff member uh, running all of this um, for the Communities Foundation. Uh, and, and establishing a, a Collin County fund uh, that is specific that businesses and individuals can actually donate to this donor-advised fund that is managed by the Communities Foundation of Texas and then makes grants back to, um, back to in-need Collin County nonprofits mm -hmm. across the board. So one year that grant may be for food security. One year that grant may be for... Uh, accessibility training. One year that might be for education, whatever it might be. Uh, and as that fund grows, more and more grants will be able to be made. So instead of one or two a year, maybe it becomes three to five a year that are made. 
and that impact, so those Collin County donation dollars, stay in Collin County and impact the needs of Collin County. And really, that's what we were celebrating last night, was, was that, that impact that, uh, that that fund and that that office has had. It was fantastic to hear about it. I know one of the organizations that was mentioned was Community Garden Kitchen, and mm -hmm. they finally opened their doors and were able to give a hot meal to anyone who needed it in a restaurant style, no questions asked, over in McKinney. And that was so cool to see that Collin County impact impacting such an important need in Collin County. It, it, exactly. I mean, that was such a moving sort of story uh, that uh, and, and a really positive and meaningful impact. And that's what the Collin County office, that's what that county fund is for, is that type of local impact. So, Scott, we're nearing the half-hour mark here. So, um, to wrap up, just what would you like to talk to our listeners, the residents of Frisco, in terms of what can they expect when this park does open to the public? Oh, that's a, and how many, how many hours do oh, I have? Oh, you have as much as you want. <laughs> Luckily with this thing, this thing goes as long as, as long as you want, but yeah, I mean, what, you know, what can they expect? No, absolutely. That's a, that's a really, uh, that's a fair question. And I think the best way to, to, to frame the expectation is people will be awed, inspired, and engaged by what this park becomes. I they, love that. They will be awed by the art. They will be awed by the activity, the programming, the, um, the options that are in the park. So yes, it's an art-driven park. I wouldn't say art-centric necessarily, but art-driven. But we still have a children's play area. That is art-infused, but it's a children's play area at the end of the day. We have a dog park for small dogs and big dogs. It's still a dog park, but it's an art-infused piece. Um, you know, they're going to be awed by what this park is. They're going to be inspired by what they see in this park. The artwork, the activity, the community engagement, the sense of community that this park will, will bring. You know, they'll be inspired by that. Uh, I think that, that is, that's really what people should expect. It's what I expect. And that's what I hope we, we, I know we will, we will achieve. Well, Scott Stewart, we really thank you for joining us today. Scott is, you know, the man who is executing the vision for the community park at Hall Park here in Frisco, which is going to be just a Frisco treasure for the residents here. So we're so happy you're here. We're happy that you are uh, one of us here in Frisco, and we cannot wait to see uh, the vision come to life at Hall Park. So thank you so much. And thanks for joining us on Focus on Frisco. I've enjoyed it. Wonderful conversation and really look forward to, uh, to hearing feedback about what this park is going to mean and become for the people of Frisco. Well, we'll definitely share that with you. And, you know, also listeners, please do always, you know, pick up your Sunday copy of the Frisco Enterprise, which is delivered to 40,000 homes in the Frisco area every Sunday. Audrey Henvey is the reporter who's putting all that amazing content together for you every week in print. And also, Audrey, we love when they read the newspaper in print, but they can also read it online, right? They can go to FriscoEnterprise.com, or the easiest thing you can do if you are on Facebook, you can follow us. You can go on Twitter and follow at Frisco Updates. You can see cool pictures of where we're at in the field and get good previews of of what's going to be in the paper, you can visit our website. We have a lot going on, and we're so excited to share it with the Frisco community. Print, website, mobile, Facebook, email newsletters. You know, follow us everywhere. 
And if you follow us on Facebook, you'll see a photo. If you scroll, probably you'll see a photo of Audrey holding a human heart. Um, I'm not going to ask you about it. I'm a little freaked out, but looks like you're cool with it. You're still here today. Uh, don't know if I could have done that. You have a, a stronger stomach than I, uh, but we'll have to talk about that on a later podcast. But uh, Audrey is not definitely not scared to uh, get your hands dirty. I guess would be I guess a good way to say gloves. that. There, okay, good. Whew, okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk to HR about whether or not you know we can do that in the future. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to Focus on Frisco. Thank you to Scott Stewart for talking about the community park at Hall Park. And check out next week's podcast where I think we also have another city special guest, but we're gonna we're gonna tease that for later. All right. Thanks all. Talk soon. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.